Hello, and welcome to the Detroit Real Estate Experts Podcast, your place for top tips, helpful hints, and all things real estate in and around Detroit. This podcast has been so much fun to create, and many of the guests have become dear friends over the last two years. One of those friends has even become a key sponsor of this podcast. Alexandria Taylor of the Taylor Law Firm has become such a vital part of both my personal and professional life. Her law firm has supported, counseled, and represented me through several evictions of properties I own, helped with deed preparation, and so much more. She runs an amazing law firm right here in the city of Detroit, and for anyone looking for an attorney, I could not recommend her more. We have also found an amazing partnership with Mario Ria of Huntington Bank. He has been a guest on this podcast and a mortgage lender for more than 20 of my clients. Also, a generous soul who always gives more effort and care than anyone in the business. Without any hesitation, I recommend Mario for all of your mortgage and refinance needs, and have backed up that claim with my own mortgage recently. Mario is always ready and will give you the best rate available with the lowest cost up front. In fact, right now, he has a program that covers up to 10000 of your down payment and all but 500 of your lender costs, making home ownership more affordable than ever before. And when you get that home under contract, you'll need an inspector. And Shane Summers of Veterans Pride Home Inspections has been a generous sponsor, not only of this podcast, but also of my real estate team for years. We love Shane so much, we even invited him to our holiday party. His company is always available to meet your tight inspection deadline, and he delivers peace of mind as you make one of the largest financial decisions of your life. For all of your home inspection needs, call Shane from Veterans Pride Home Inspections and know that you'll be in good hands. Now, back to our podcast. Or you'll let me know. It'll pick up your noise just I don't know if I've had a... It's like old school fresca. It's Remember new, like it's, fresca in like the yeah, 90s? it's the new school fresca. But the same brand. Problem is it's aspartame. I'm not sure how that affects your brain. It's fake well, I don't drink a lot of it, but when I'm on your podcast... It's, it's a zero-calorie sweet soda that's better than LaCroix. I hate LaCroix. Cheers. Cheers. I drink just a, a lot of water. Yeah. That's real good. Real good. I have a tripod. I'm recording, guys, by the way. Oh, oh perfect. All right, then I had a question for you. Yes. Every guest I have come on here, I thank profusely. I hope that it improves their business in the future. But I've never gone to the formal route of giving them, like, a gift. Nice. But I wanted to talk to you about setting up an order through your company oh. where it would be like a beanie cap that Dope. says Detroit Real Estate Podcast. You come on. A journal that says Detroit Real Estate Podcast, like a moleskin, and then a bottle of wine. And they're in a basket. I hand it to the guest at the end and say, thank you. Whether they wear the swag, use the pen, whatever, I don't care. It's just it. a thank you gift. I love it. 100%. I love so it. let's put together a Detroit I, Real funny. Estate I, Podcast. I, I, was, I came on here... I don't even know where to begin because I'm so appreciative to you. Like, I want to give you a gift for, like, being... And you should. I will. But, like, for real, for real. Like, okay. I'm really happy to do this. I don't know where it's going to go. But I'm a huge, huge new fan of yours, and I just appreciate you. All right. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. Did we cheers already? Well, let's officially cheers. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Detroit Real Estate Experts Podcast. As your host, Jay Taylor, I am with Ned... Ned, you've got the coolest vibe 
you have the. Uh, I was talking to somebody about you. You're like a shot of espresso in human form. So I appreciate that. I would like everyone who's listening, everyone who's watching, to know your first thirty second impression. What should they know about you? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? So I am from. Minnesota, grew up in Minnesota, went to school in Indiana, and then moved out to LA to work in the entertainment industry. Worked at a big talent agency for six years. Um, started in the mailroom, then had the opportunity to work for the president of the agency, um, and then left to go help manage the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato. You mentioned that, I thought that was the coolest little. Yeah, like- it was a rocket ship. And um, then again, just the this sort of just quick version of it, um, while I was out on tour with them, um, became interested in the amount of merchandise they were selling and the quality I felt like wasn't great on the t-shirts. And so long story short, got into um, the promotional product and brand and merchandise business, which um, I've been doing for the last 10 years. Um, but we'll, we'll dig into that. But that's the 101. I love it. So you started in talent and you ended in selling I, merch. Well, yes, but not like ended because, and this is, and you caught me like at an interesting moment as we were talking about right now. And, and, I, and I think, I always try to think about like when I come on to these kinds of things, like how can I bring value to anybody listening out there? And I feel like one of the things that I'm really, really, I've struggled with and I, and I feel like I'm really conquering is... Because when you said, like, I, I, I ended in promotional products, like, I, I really, um, I struggled with my attitude a long time in the promotional products business. And I came out of the gate real hot because I had a lot of re- strong relationships in the entertainment industry. I was doing merchandise for the Grammys and Ellen and movie studios and Soul Cycle and just like just came out of the gate hot and I built a big business got to a million dollars fast in sales but I always and I would say to my wife I was like gosh but like I feel like I'm like meant to do more than like sell keychains you're an Italian stallion. like literally and I felt like I struggled with it and I have to be like very conscious of it because I think I have a pattern of like jumping from like job to job to job to job and we talked you know a couple days ago I feel like I haven't really hit my potential in terms of earning capacity a big reason is because of consistency um and so i'm really i'm really excited number one to to like finally commit go deep get granular be great because i don't feel like bless you um i don't i feel like we're in like an epidemic of I named my company Happy Monday because I feel I hated when I would and still to this day like people you ask them like how's your day going they're like well it's, it's almost over and I'm like yo yeah and I'm like yo like you're like wishing time away yeah and I was like I want to I want everything I stand for to help you love every day and so my nine to five is definitely promotional products, but I, I've really chosen to change my perspective of like, okay, well, let's not look at it as like, I sell keychains. Let me flip it and work with companies that I love and get to do things like this. And I think, I think it's an, an attitude thing. Like for people listening out there that like don't like their job, 
Like, yes, I think you should go after your huge dreams, 100%, 100%, very important. But I also think like, let's be realistic. Like, how do you look at your current position right now, wherever you are, and how do you bring your passions and your gifts to it to make it more fulfilling? I was thinking about this because I met with a a mentor, a coach, uh, who's a personal friend, but ultimately knew him as a, a generation or two older than me when I was first thinking about real estate. I had not yet decided what to do with my career, but I had, you know, had three separate three-year stints at jobs. Not like crash and burn, you do a year and you quit, but like three years, rose to the top, new industry. Three years, rose to the top, new industry. Three years, rose to the top, new industry. Like, I had burned through ideas and had excelled at all of them. At each one of them, I loved what I did, but I knew it wasn't right for me, right? And I remember the moment where I said, what should I do next? And he says, well, what do you love to do? I was like, I've never not liked what I do. Interesting. And that's that vibe check that you're just talking about where like, I could be peddling widgets and whatchamacallits and love it because it's the people I'm working with, it's who I'm doing it with, right? And so my question would be, uh, and we're gonna close that door real quick. I'm hearing some background noise. It was always, do you love what you do and why do you do it? What's your passion behind it? And I thought to myself at one point, and I actually got a little down on myself because my first three careers were all nonprofit. It's hard to not feel great about what you're doing in the nonprofit world. You can still do nonprofit work poorly, for the record. But I was doing it at a really high level and I loved it. When I moved to working for myself, I started thinking like, oh, you know what? I'm just a salesman. Like, the whole word salesman has, like, a dirty connotation to it, right? 100%. It'd be easy to walk away from selling cars, selling houses, selling timeshares, selling keychains, and thinking, all I'm doing is making people pay for things they don't need. Or, rewrite that script. People need houses. People need cars. Companies need branded apparel. You're sitting across the table from a guy wearing a mm-hmm. JTA Realtors uh-huh. Adidas shirt, right? High quality brand apparel is one of the pieces of my company that I feel puts me at a next level. When I show up to a listing presentation, people know this guy means business, right? And you get the opportunity not to sell keychains for you know pennies, but to offer to people their best version of themselves, to brand the content and get out there in front of the world in ways they need. So I love that you I, like are approaching it with that energy and that it, excitement. A hundred percent. And I, and I will tell you this too, and I wasn't, I didn't even know where this was going to go, but this is just, it's very relevant for me. And I think it's, it's really what I'm about that. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I think you have to change your perspective and your story around it, but there's, there's at least for me. And I think for others too, there's always something inside of me that knows that I also need to do something else because in the day-to-day process of what I do, I don't feel like I am the best version of myself. Mm. And I'm just being like super honest. Like I I love it. I look at like I grew up on like Arsenio Hall, Oprah. You know, um, David Letterman, love Jimmy Fallon. Like, I mean, I literally get chills like thinking about it. Like, when I do this kind of thing and like when I'm really like just talking about stuff that I love, like I want to have like a talk variety show. 
And I feel like, I remember when Instagram video came out like 10 years ago, I was going through a really, really challenging time. And I never believed in like breakdowns of such because I've always been like a very positive person. And I was dealing with death for the first time. I, um, I was in a lot of debt. I was changing careers. I was recently married. There was like so much happening one time and I like legit had like a breakdown. Hmm. And I really went to work on myself. Like not even knowing. I just like inherently like went to work on myself and like I was like I, I need like help. And um, I just became like a voracious learner and started to want to share that. And I was like I really want to like I feel like I need to share my energy. Like that's my gift. And I don't feel like I'm doing that on high when I'm in my nine to five. Hmm. Um, And I feel like the reason why I haven't really like brought this other thing to life is because I've been trying to do so many things. I've been trying to figure out like who I am. But like what's becoming very clear is like I need to get very organized around like what is my content situation look like? Because I'll tell you, and this is this is so important. I feel like when you flip the script on your perspective on whatever job you have, and you look at it differently in a in a much more uplifting, um, highest and best self. Yeah, like like Danny Johnson has a great quote. He's like, "Prosper where you're planted." Like it doesn't mean you have to like stay there forever, but like. Are you, are you truly doing your, your best? Like if this is where you're at, if like I'm selling promotional product, am I fucking great? Like, am I great? And, and hold that thought, and, because this okay. is a, don't forget, and, but now I know once I've completed that like nine to five, then I'm going to go to work and I know whatever I can stay consistent with. If it's on Tuesday nights, I'm going to go to a studio and do my thing or whatever it is. It just like makes the day like, okay, I got my two buckets. I'm going to honor my nine to five and then I'm going to bring to life this passion project. And like, that's what I've been trying to like figure out and what I feel like I'm really close to doing. But what were you going to say? Cause I'm well, curious. For the last two months, my brain has it's been more than two, it's been six months. My brain has been spinning on this thought that I hate. Have you heard the phrase quiet quitting? Yeah. Yes. There's a phrase yes. right now that's circulating. Yes. It's yes. kind of like cancel culture. It's kind of like, there's these like, Phrases that come up. Minimal Cancel effort. culture didn't exist 10 years ago. Like minimal effort. Like what's well, the least well, yeah, amount of so, effort? So cancel culture is a new trend, but so is quiet quitting. And the quiet quitting is all about like start pursuing your passion, but don't quit your nine to five until they fire you. And it's, it's, I have a problem with that. I don't know why I hated it so much because it's like, well, you know what? Stick it to the man. They don't deserve your effort, whatever. But I, you, you nailed it when you said, are you doing the best? Where you are. Because yeah. if you aren't doing the best where you are, will you ever do yeah. the best where you go? I, and I think that the... And this is just my thought. Like, I feel like the universe, like, rewards you. Karma's a bitch. Yeah, like... <laughs> like and also, too, you'll just be happier. Because, like, you have to go to bed at night. And, like, say what you want. If you're, like, phoning it in, yeah, maybe you'll be like, oh, I'm getting away with it. But you're you're really the only one, like, consciously that knows. And, like, I don't know. Like, I need to sleep okay at night and I also feel like it's a great life hack to switch your story around it of like no I'm not selling keychains now I get to work with Jay and his team and I have actually reason to like talk to you and provide value for you like that's pretty that's pretty cool yeah and so I think it's a perspective thing but also what makes it even more cool is like okay cool I'm gonna commit to like honoring that being great at it 
And then also I know Tuesday nights, like I got my thing because I've earned it. It's like take care of what you got to do in school and then you can go to recess. On those Tuesday nights or whatever I can stay consistent with with my show, I'm like, yo, I earned this right to do this. Yeah, and like quiet. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good with myself. Quiet but I, quitting would be the example of an elementary or junior higher who's like, I'm just going to put in the bare minimum for my teacher, stick it to the man. Because when I get to the soccer pitch, I'm going to be the best soccer star that And ever you know was. what? And by the way, sometimes, and I don't think it's absolute, sometimes fine, that, that might work, like you, whatever. Like, but I think you're only sticking it to yourself. That's right. Like, That's right. It's, just, it's just a characteristic thing. Like, I'm going to be so proud. And let me tell you something. I sit here like, and we literally had a conversation like 48 hours ago. Like, you're seeing this in like real time. Like, I'm 42 years you're old. Processing like, this is now. like happening in real time. Like, yeah. I'm trying to figure this out over the last 20 years of my career. And I would literally... Instead of figure it out, I would leave. Yep. Like even within, so creative artist agency, huge talent agency that represent the biggest stars in the world. I started in the endorsement division. I'm like, hmm, this isn't, this isn't where I want to be. I want to be in movies. That's where the big stuff is. I'm like, and I went into movies. I'm like, no, like sports. That's where I want to be. And I'm just switch. Then I went into music, and I'm like, oh no, not music. I want to go be a music manager. And then. Had the best in the world, was traveling the world with the best, hugest group in the world. I'm like, mm, I want to start my own company. And I just kept like going. And somebody said to me a long time ago, they were like, dude, you just keep like getting off the train. Like you're not riding the train long enough to like even experience any sort of success. And like this really pulls on both sides. This is like to people listening, it's like, wow, like how do you know when it's time to leave? I was leaving too fast. And like, I think only you know when it's time to leave. You have to honor it. And if there's still meat on the bone, you got to stay. Like, you got to stay. You can't, like, I mean, I've probably had, I'm not even kidding you, I've probably had 20 different jobs in 20 years. That's not a good equation. And that's why I've been stuck at this, like, income level of like, I sit back and I I tell this to you, and and this don't come off as egotistically, but like, I feel like just inherently, and and again, I, I say this with ultra humility, and I'm... I don't share this a lot, but like I feel like I'm meant to make a lot of money, and and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. And well, and and it's. I'm mean, not even kidding you. In the last like 24 hours, I literally I was at the gym this morning. This is like real talk. I was at the gym this morning. I was listening. I literally have chills. I was listening to this guy named Robin Sharma. He's amazing. He has a book called The Five A.M. Club. He's incredible. Listen to him. He's great. But I was listening to a book of his called The Everyday Hero Manifesto, and I literally like paused. I paused the book, and I literally asked myself. I was like. Why have I not made a lot of money? Like I literally was like just like working out. And and I literally was like, it's because I'm not consistent. Because hmm. like I believe if you would have told me right when I got out of college, I'm coming to work for Jay. Sell houses. Just be the best. Just be the best. Like if that was my only option and I could just put all my energy into that, then I would be great. And I believe that I'd be making millions of dollars. But I haven't because I just... Like shiny ball bounce around syndrome. Yep, I love it. When I asked you to be on this podcast, I, by the way, and I'm sorry, I'm like oversharing it. I don't even know where you want to go with this, I but like, it. you are telling the world your story. When I thought of this podcast, uh, my brain went three directions. One, you're a shot of caffeine that the world needs to hear. Thank Two, you. it's a new year, and people are setting New Year's resolutions, and I felt like you and I could compile some really great advice for people who are trying to set New Year's resolutions. 
And the third one is, I have a feeling your passions and your interests have an overlap to every industry they're in. So while I'm doing the, the real estate podcast and a person's listening, like, this isn't about real estate, this is about selling product for brands. Like, I will say, forget that. Listen to the takeaways. The takeaways right now are where you are, what you're doing, do it with excellence, and then use that extra time to grow that thing you're passionate about. 100%. And I remember when I got my real estate license, I did it in two weeks. And it's while working at 9 to 5, at a very high level, I would get home, I had a little tiny child, and then a toddler. So I would get home, and I'd be a dad. And at 9 o'clock at night, they would go to bed, and I'd look at my wife and I'd say, I'll see you in two hours. I love it. And I'd go to my office, and I'd turn on the like real estate class I, I was it. in, and I would chunk through two hours I of it. I love it. It was a 40-hour course. I love it. I did two hours every single night. I happened to do it in 28 hours, not 40. Like I just was dedicated, I diligent, it. and I finished it. And I took the test, passed the first try. My point is, I didn't quit my day job. Smart. I didn't Thought dial that. down my time. I gave it my best, and then I sacrificed at night. But in the end, I got this new career, this new industry, where I am doing something that I'm really passionate about, that I'm really good at. Similar to you, I had gone through nine years of middle to low income, working in the nonprofit world. And then I just overnight flipped the switch. I rewrote the script. You know, I... What was the moment, if I can ask, because I'm so curious, I think this will help so many people. What was the moment where you're like, like, was there a moment where you're like, I got to do that? Like, was it just you? Like, it just, or was it something you heard? Like, what was the moment? And then what did you go do? I think for the first nine to 10 years uh, as a husband and as a dad, and as I was like walking through these nonprofit roles, I was... I won't say asleep, but I was very much content to just live within my means. So, you know, when you're making 40 grand, you live off 40 grand. It means you live in a smaller house, means you drive an older car, and you just live within your means. I paid off my student loans on a 40 grand income. Like, you don't need huge wages to do great things. Mm -hmm. But after nine years of doing it, there was this nagging thought, and it was that mentor, it was that coach I told you about where he was like, Oh, I didn't finish that story. He said, well, what do you want to sell? I was like, I guess I don't care. He's like, well, Jay, the good news is you can sell anything you want. Like sales are sales. Once you figure out what you're selling, just sell a lot of it. And it was, it was Christmas Eve. And I just sat there and I realized I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to sell real estate because mm -hmm. I'm passionate about housing, fair housing, equal housing, all the things, right? People need houses, whether it's renting or buying, people need to live somewhere. And... I think it was just a, a cumulative total of nine to 10 years of being appreciated for the effort I brought, but not being compensated mm -hmm. for it. And again, it's a very selfish thing to say, like to work at a church, which was one of my jobs for three years as a pastor, they paid me a pastor's salary, good income, pat you on the back, sort of meaningful work. But at the end, if you're a really great pastor, you don't make more money. And that sounds really callous to say, but some of you, I knew that with great income, I could achieve greatness. Right. I could create a lasting empire for future generations. I could create jobs for people who need them. I could do so much. And there are only so many people out there with the bandwidth and horsepower to start things, to create things out of nothing. And I knew I had that because I had done it three or four times before. So when it was time, and, and I got the lucky and totally unplanned Exodus, where my company that I was working for, the church that I was employed at, 
said, we're changing how we do things. Either stay on the bus or get off the bus. And it was a very clear decision for me to get off. So there was a line in the sand that I could just like step over and start a new reality for myself. Not everyone gets that. Usually it like is born in the depths of despair. They decide I've had enough and they, they try to create something new out of nothing. But there's not really any like kick out the door. They have to kick themselves out the door. Have you ever gone skydiving? No. I think if people had to jump out of the airplane themselves, they never would. Mm. I went skydiving just a few months ago. Wow. Uh, my dad turned 65 and he said, I want to go skydiving with all my kids. So all four of us agreed to jump out of an airplane <laughs> with my dad, right? Terrifying. My brother is scared to death of heights, but we all agreed to do it. And when you go skydiving, they strap you to this other guy who's done a thousand jumps and he like walks you through it. He keeps you kind of at ease. You get up 10,000 feet. And he like forces you to scoot your butt to the side of the oh. airplane. The door opens and he pushes you out with him. Like he's attached to you and like the momentum just carries you out. If it was on me to jump, I wouldn't. And I think that's what's holding most people back from making really big life decisions is no one's there to push them out. They have to do it on their own. And I was fortunate enough that somebody like drew the line in the sand and said, this is your chance. And I took it. You know what? Um, I love that. And you know what um, often propels me to do is like thinking about when I'm 90 and I'm like, will I regret not doing the thing I'm mm -hmm. thinking about? And then it immediately becomes very easy to make the decision. I heard there's two people you have to impress in life. Not your parents, not your spouse, not your kids. There's two people you have to impress in your life. The eight-year-old version of you mm -hmm. and the 80-year-old version I have chills. of you. I love it. I think I have I've chills. you say that. I have chills. I have chills. <laughs> Didn't you say that in your Instagram? <laughs> It's possible. I, it, I have chills. That. I literally have chills because it, it brings you right back to like when you're eight, completely carefree and like having those dreams. And then like 80, we're like, yo, are you going to like regret this? Like it's, it's, it's powerful. powerful. We were just talking about Gary Vee. Like he said this before and I've done this. But like if you ever like take some time in, in like an assisted living facility and you walk around there, dude, like, you know, a lot of what you hear is like, unfinished dreams and like i i can't i cannot have that for me because i'm i like bleed passion and i feel like i'm just coming into it and so i think we have to be like daring enough to like go for it well we're goal setting as a team right now and every realtor on my team everybody is saying here's what i want to accomplish this year personally and professionally and then i'm getting to hold them accountable to it and as they set those goals, I make sure that they are both, you know, realistic and attainable, you know, a little smart goal system, but also a little daring. Like if they're not willing to make a goal that scares them, then they're going to just get complacent. They're going to maybe get bored. And so for me, I always like to set goals that are attainable, but difficult. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know in my industry, the actual act of purchasing a house is expensive. People are afraid to do it. But a lot of people set their goals of like, I want to own investment properties. And the only way to get them to actually do it is to like hold them accountable to accomplish the goal they set out to. Sometimes it means saving more money. Sometimes it means borrowing some money. Sometimes it means like taking time out of the day to go on tours, but it's difficult. In your industry, what is the biggest obstacle for a person like accomplishing their dream like people want to do what you're offering them to do what stops them like in promotional like yeah like you're gonna ask a person to like throw their logo on things why don't they do it um 
I think that sometimes they don't even know it's possible. They're not even thinking like that. I think the biggest thing is cost. So I like the investment that, of it. I guess there's three. I guess the cost is the least. Interesting. I would say, do people believe enough in themselves and their companies to put their product out there? Interesting. Think about this. Imagine you're a person who recorded an album. In the music industry, you record an album. Do you believe in it enough to, right, to put it out? To like put a price tag to it and throw it out there for the world to buy it. Mm-hmm. You have to be so self-aware and so self-confident like, that you'll be putting it out there. I think the third one is they don't see the benefit. They don't know that by putting it out there, by making it available to the world, that it will give them a tangible net benefit at the end. I agree. And I think that the, you know, I think the things that you are doing are really smart. Like even just like this podcast, like I would want to, and it's because now I'm learning what you do without being like sold to in a very genuine way. Like now I feel like a relationship with Hmm. you and I want to know what you do. Hmm. Like this is so like, and again, this goes back to like, I'm a huge Gary Vee fan. Like he, to me is the best in in the business and on social media and, and branding. And this is really smart what you have and i think it's and it's very genuine like we're having like a genuine conversation but like i want to work with you just because i like you and the team well, and this has great. nothing to do with real estate and <laughs> there's a great quote i actually um i had heard and i don't know if I should, there's a great quote that i heard um uh the guy who uh runs um Saxe construction todd Saxe, said if you like the cook you will like the food and I think that's such a great quote. Like, I like you and I want to do like business with people that I... I love it. But you know what I'm saying? And I think that that goes back to like, how do you brand yourself? Like, I think most real estate agents would be thinking to start a podcast. Everyone's set. And this isn't real estate, but everyone's like, sell, 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 sell. This is why most companies aren't winning on social media, I believe, because they're selling. Like, I don't... And this is interesting. Like from a real estate perspective, because this is always the example that I give. I think it's I think it's helpful to see, you know, open houses and that kind of stuff. But like, how do you put value out into the world instead of just selling all the time? And like, this is a great example of like, somebody will listen to this and like, maybe they'll pick up like a great quote that like will help inspire them or something. Like, and again, it has nothing to do with buying a home or buying a piece of property. But again, it's it's like genuine relationship building. I think it's very smart. And it's it's working in real time with me. And I was, I literally, I swear to you, I was thinking about this. I don't know if I said it to you, but like because of our interactions and just the thoughtful conversations we had, I'm like, dude, like I like I would love to figure out a way to, to work together and buy something. I mean, like that's very real. Maybe it'll happen in seven years from now, but I'll always remember this. Yeah. Like, I love it. I had just got a phone call last week from somebody who listened to my podcast from two weeks ago and called me and said, you said something that really made me think. And then I talked to my wife about it and we're ready to do this thing. And it's like, that's not what I do this for. I do this to connect with people who are experts in their field and learn things from them. My audience is growing. The income from it is crazy. I'm doing it on a shoestring budget. We're sitting here in a rented podcast room. We've got this banner that I, you know, we made in-house. Like, this is... Not to show off, 
This is not to impress. This is to connect. 100%. You know, and and I really hope that that somebody will understand this because I do um, some social media content for some companies as well. And a lot of these companies have it all wrong. They're like, well, we posted five times this week, but like we didn't sell anything. And it's like, that's not the point. Like the point is like, how do you put value? How do you put value out? And then again, hit them, hit them with the sell. Um, but it, it's branding because how, how do you measure what you just told me? Like how many of those situations that you don't even know happened? Like you just happened to hear that. And that's what I think companies are missing huge when it comes to like how they brand, especially on social media. Like these companies are just like, it's all, tr- it's transactional. And what you just told me to me is, 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 a, is branding. Like that's the power of like long-term branding. Like how do you know? I mean, this podcast could be so evergreen and in seven months, somebody just stumbles on it and like, oh, like that. People don't realize that a brand is a relationship. People think a brand is a transaction. Agreed. A brand is a whatever, dollar Agreed. figure. But no, branding is a relationship. My relationship with the Nike swoosh goes back to my 100%. childhood. 100%. My relationship with Bedrock, the people who own most 100%. of Downtown Detroit, is a relationship. So I guess I want to end with this, and that would be like, we have the unique opportunity in the time that we have here on Earth to do things at a really high level or just skate by. And I can see in you and I can see in every interaction that we have that we resonate on that frequency that we want to do what we do at an incredibly high level so uh, as you move on I'm going to drop this for everyone Ned Spector at Ned Spector good luck spelling that there's a a, a hidden K (laughs) but uh, check out the the shot of caffeine that his Instagram will will give you but also uh, let's make sure to follow up a year from now on season three I would love it I would love it see where we both are let me ask you a question before we wrap up Um, and this is just like me wanting to know what what do you feel like if somebody is stuck out there in their in their business but knows they have greatness in them but they haven't hit the gear, what would your advice to them be? All right, this is really simple because it's not about what they're doing, not about where they're doing it. It's discipline. And I'm sure there'll be somebody out there who will call me tomorrow and say, but I'm doing all those things and I'm still not hitting my inflection point, right? Sometimes it's also persistence. But I personally feel from one day to the next, you can see things change. And discipline looks like this. It looks like cutting out the distractions that are stopping you from doing the great things. If when you get home, you're on your phone, you're on a video game, you're on Netflix. If when you get home, you're pouring the drinks, you're staying up late. If if discipline is lacking in your life, of course the rest of your life will suffer. So for me, the the years that I have seen the most growth are the years that I'm in bed by 9.30. I am reading. I'm in bed by 9.30 and I'm reading, not my phone, an actual book. Yeah. It can be on a Kindle. I have a Kindle. I love my Kindle. It doesn't have, I, I'm pro-tech. But reading for self-betterment, in bed early so you can wake up, you can exercise. I heard somebody say like, you know, 
I don't know, exercise is never been for me. But then they're always seeing the therapist and they have terrible like yeah, mental health. Right. I'm like, the best shot of adrenaline yep. for your yep. mental health yep. is the dopamine that comes from physical 100%. exertion. Get out there and exercise. Yo, you got to read this book or listen to this book, The 5 a.m. Club. Yeah, it's, it's you were telling book. me that. Um, I love that. And I think, and again, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, it, Consistency is, is the punchline. Consistency, yeah. just day in, day out, like doing it. But you can like, be consistently bad. You can be consistently yeah. Yeah, you know divergent. And, you can and, be consistently quitting. And you know what? Yes. <laughs> and, you, and, I, and I will say one thing that I've gotten from this author, Robin Sharma, that I just love is like be world class. Yeah. Like in all that you do. And it's such a, it's such a great filter because it's like, you know, I'll run around and do a video here at WeWork. Because I'm like, I just want to put out content and I like, I love doing it and I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But then I'm like, but like, that's not world class. Like, if you want to do it, be fucking great. Yep. Like, sorry, can I swear on this? I apologize. Okay. My mom, my we'll mom, the explicit my mom, literally, if my mom knew that I swore, I would legit be grounded. But, that's but, um, 42-year-old legit, but, but, but I think that's so helpful for people. Like, be consistently world class. Yeah. Like, it's well, such a, like a... I will check you only on like Tell me. my personality, yeah, not yours. Please. For me, the need to be world class would stop me from ever starting. So like Fair. this podcast Fair. is not world class. But but with the intention of like tightening yes, yes. No, no, I should say this. Yes, and this is a great this is a great layer. Working towards world class. Yes. Just fucking start. Agreed. That yes, that's iteration a great nuance. After iteration, you will get that better and better. I love. That I love, yes. One of my guests from earlier, I think season one, Tyrone Johnson, every single day, without fail, for six years now, I've been watching this guy. That is eighteen hundred days. He has been posting. Every day I'm getting better and better. And it's a it's a really simple mantra. But it's that if every single day at 6 a.m. this thing hits and he posts it and it's him it's saying it in video. That's, that's just what he says? I'm getting better and better. And it's the idea... What's his name? Tyrone Johnson. He's in real estate also. Yeah, he's a... But I'll buy my houses from you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but no, I would say that. I would say get out there and do your best work and be disciplined in how you do it. And what will happen is not only will you start doing better at the job you already have, because here's the deal. If you want to quit your job, don't you want them to recommend you when somebody calls them? 100%. When you want to leave your job, don't you want to leave it better than you found it? So I guess, yeah, I'll end with that. that we are out here in this world making things better. Amen. Cheers to that. Cheers, man. Dude, thank you. This is great. I feel like I could have talked to you for two hours. We'll have you back. Legit. I had no idea where you wanted to